You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Padres. And now I'm going to call them to the front of the class. Please, please have your homework. Pop quiz. It's Javi Reyes, host of Lockdown Padres. Yes, my schedule is going to be so bananas the next few weeks that this free period I have now at school is like, maybe if I squeeze in a podcast now, I won't have to worry about a podcast down the line. Um, that's somehow, sometimes happens here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. And meanwhile, in my neck of the woods, I'm just free all the time now. You know what I mean? I just, I'm just, I'm just looking for work and whatnot. Now I'm like, you know what? Let's do some podcasting. Why not for me? The, the early afternoon, you know, and honestly, to be honest with you, Sully, I love the, the school of background. I love Thank the school you. of background. I think it's Thank a great touch. And I've got the books and everything. So it's a little bit of a connection, just a tiny bit. So I'm excited. I'm, of course, always excited to talk Welcome Padres to and have you take me to school, apparently, which yes. you said in the opening, which I'm excited for. Locked on learning today. We're doing with uh, between the readings and the and the classroom. Okay, pencils down, pencils down, and uh, turn your books to page twenty twenty three because we're talking about the Padres. We're talking about the big budgeted, deep pocketed. You know, it's so terrible that these big market teams like the Padres. Just eat up all the big players. How can the Cubs and Red Sox possibly contend? I know I've said that before. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing is one of my listeners didn't get my joke when I said that. And they said, well, actually, Chicago and Boston are much bigger markets than San Diego. And I said, really? <laughs> really? Show your work. <laughs> They're so you're, close to getting the point. They're right you're, there. They're right you're, there. You're, you're, just take the last little leap. Come on, Indiana Jones. This, <laughs> and it's a, take a step and you'll see the invisible bridge. Oh, Javi, what a uh, what an off season for the Padres, who came within three wins of the World Series last year. And um, look, I'll just say that the the main narrative that I we a lot of us thought was going to happen this year was would the inevitable Manny Machado opt out hang over the team like a dark cloud, and uh, we didn't even get to March before that was answered. <laughs> No, we didn't even get to the World Baseball Classic before that. No. Was I mean, sheesh. I mean, it's just, it's great. And Peter Seidler deserves a lot of credit. AJ Feller deserves a lot of credit because one, one really important note about the Padres is also like, they haven't even been to, this came a week after, or at least I think a week after, like you saw what happened with the Brewers and Corbin Burns, a team that I have right. slandered a, plenty on my podcast. Mm -hmm. It's just one of the things I do. And that team was going to an arbitration meeting over 800K, which obviously is a lot of money. But in the grand context of things, really not, especially for the best, probably the best overall player on your team. Well, the Padres haven't really been in an arbitration meeting since like early days of the AJ Preller era. And honestly, probably even before that, they've really established a culture, not of just like trying, but of being like, look, we're going to try and do well by our players. Obviously, I imagine some guys in the future they're going to trade, right? They trade Luke Voigt, right? But they, you know, for the most part, they're not this team that's nickel and diming players. Like Peter Seidler said on, I think it was on Friday, when a lot of the stories about Manny were coming out, he was like, he's my top priority. And then two days later, they, they get the contract extended. So I think that 
while there's been a lot of silly discourse about where are the Padres getting this money from, my explanation for that is that people are very rich out here <laughs> and people have a lot of money, uh, especially in today's economy. And as things go and transpire, I think that there's plenty of money to go around. And the second is, yes, the Padres, I think they were ranked like the 27th biggest market. But I think it's important to note that, number one, San Diego weather is great. I've never been there personally, but it's great. Great baseball weather. Number two, basically every, even Dodgers fans, shout out Molly Knight, who used to work for the, the Athletic, who does her Dodgers stuff. Even she was like, this is so much better of a ballpark than the Dodgers. Everybody says Petco is amazing. one of the best ballparks amazing. in the it's entire country. It's ballpark. amazing. That's what I've heard. Yeah. You've got great food, everything. And then number three, which is perhaps the point that gets talked about the least, they lost an NFL team. That's a really important thing to be like, you know what? Yeah, the Chargers never did. Uh, nobody get mad at me for saying the Chargers. I know the Padres fans get mad at me. But, you know, they didn't have like this giant, oh my gosh, they travel. This is the Eagles and Steelers. They didn't have that, but they certainly had a core. And people were like, yeah, let's go to football games, even if we aren't much of a football town. And then you lost that. So on top of all of that, they're just like, what do we root for? The college team, the Aztecs? Like, I will, I will, I will say on the line, I know a lot of people from San Diego living hmm. here in Southern California. They were Charger crazy. That was mm -hmm. a Charger first city. Mm -hmm. They loved their Chargers. And there's a bit of an inferiority complex that San Diegans have regarding Los Angeles. They lost their NBA team to Los Angeles. They had the Clippers. And then mm -hmm. they, now they've lost their football team. And so the Padres are the only game in town. And mm -hmm. first of all, where do they find the money? What, what are you, their accountant? What do you care? <laughs> They're doing what an owner's supposed to do. It's like, I've got a big Scrooge McDuck pile of money, mm -hmm. and I want to spend it on something fun and hopefully give this city, which hasn't had a title of any kind in my lifetime, to have that moment for the fans. And so, like, oh, I, I wonder if they'll be able to sustain this. They probably won't. But do you know what? If, if this spending comes about and i'll get uh, uh, in second segment i'm gonna i want to bring up the brewers too because you made a great point mm -hmm. there and I, I don't want to lose it but i want to make this point the owner's job is to say i've got lots of money this is my play thing and i want to have uh, you know he's he's has a fantasy baseball team where it's, i want soto i want bogarts i want machado and i want you darvish and now he's saying hey the Padres have never won the World Series. The Padres have one World Series game that they've won in their entire history. So this is this should be you know, it's a baseball only city. I'm going to push all my chips to the center table if for no other reason than to give Padre fans at least one title that will be the greatest moment in the history of San Diego sports. 100%. And so yeah. Maybe that's why they're spending the money instead of going, oh, wait a second. But Manny Machado asked for, he wanted access to the soda machine. And we need <laughs> to see, oh, carry the one. No! He wants to give San Diego the great, uh, it wouldn't even be a debate. Okay, let's listen. If they won the World Series, thought, what's the greatest moment in San Diego sports fan history? There wouldn't be a debate. There are. Honestly, these past few years, just their signings and just the things they've done are already in probably like the top six or seven, right? Like the, right. the Tatis's almost MVP year is practically probably already there, right? Like there's so many things already. And then for you to have this on the, as the cherry on top or not even a cherry, just the giant Sunday on top of the Sunday would be 
fantastic. And I think, yeah, it's very, this need by regular people, not even like reporters and news outlets, but regular people who are like, where are they getting their money from? Like, why do yeah. you care? You're not a journalist. You know what I mean? And also, who cares? Come on, guys. Even rich people don't go broke the same way. Like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even, it doesn't even happen the same way with that. There'll be some PPP loan that Tom Brady will get or something like that, right? So yeah, I, that's how it, I do it, it. It's a lot of people carrying water for the owners. But you've taken yeah. the Padres, who were an afterthought for a generation, not appearing in the playoffs at all between losing the 2006 division series and the uh, COVID year. Yeah. That was, that's a decade and a half where there was not a single game being played in October. They were such long shots to be uh, uh, even considered for a pennant run. And now you'd have to consider them to be one of their favorites if you're going to make any bets. And Javi Reyes, if you're making bets, where should you go? You know where you should go, man? Look, it's a place that we've talked about a decent amount lately. You know, people might be familiar with previous sponsors and whatnot, but guess what? You can go to FanDuel. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've probably heard of FanDuel before. And while, you know, the regular baseball season isn't currently uh, going on just yet, the midway point of the NBA season. That's right. I know there's a lot of drama about players playing and not playing, whatever. Guess what, though? You can make your bets at FanDuel.com because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use, even for an idiot like me that literally never, or at least rarely, does any sports gambling, sports betting of any kind. You guys go check that out. There's a lot of weird discourse going on right now. Is Joel Embiid going to sneak up and get the MVP because there's an anti-Jokic campaign going on? Maybe the Celtics do super great in the second half. Maybe Jason Tatum. I know you were a Boston guy once upon a time, Sully, so maybe... That'll be the case. Hopefully for the sake of my sanity, it won't be. Uh, but we'll see, you guys. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Chef's kiss. Hey, um, you brought up the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. The Brewers and the Padres are a very interesting comparison mm. in that they are relatively smaller markets that are very close to a gigantic market. Mm-hmm. And while there has been a Milwaukee World Series champion, that was the Braves back in 1957. This Brewers team has been around since 1970 when they were the pilots moved to Milwaukee and became the Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers franchise has yet to win a World Series. And they put together a team that between um, really between 2017 and this year have been competitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought the team in 2021, which had Burns and a Woodruff and a very good rotation. I thought they were going to be this team that was going to be the surprise team in the NL, not Atlanta. Obviously they got to game seven of the national league championship series in, uh, in 2018 and they got to the National Championship Series in 2011. They've had a good run for a bunch of years here. But they've had some quality players, had some playoff runs. And lest we forget, they finished one game behind the Philadelphia Phillies last year for the wild card spot. We saw what happened with the Phillies. I didn't mean to bring that up to you. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is that it is an apt comparison of Philadelphia uh, – not Philadelphia, sorry, San Diego and Milwaukee that those two markets – and you have one fan base or one ownership 
that is nickel and diming their Cy Young winner and possibly creating a you know a culture of tension in the team, having that sort of antagonism with the ownership. And then you have San Diego, which is doing the opposite. Okay, I, I despite rumors, I've never been a major league player, but I would imagine the culture of a of an ownership that drags people to arbitration. The more we learn about arbitration, what a god awful system that is, where you're it's you're you're mm-hmm. you, it's it's an antagonistic relationship. If you have a, mm-hmm. a an ownership that is saying, not only are we going to try to bring top players in like Darvish, like Bogarts, like Soto, like Machado, but we're going to try to avoid that antagonism. That mm-hmm. must make the the culture, along with playing one of the most beautiful cities in the country, that mm-hmm. must make the culture of San Diego attractive for a free agent. Like, I don't know, let's take one at random. Xander Bogarts <laughs> looking around saying, where should I go? Should I go for the team that was saying, oh, we're making so much money, but... We want to save a little money, so let's dump Mookie Betts in a salary dump. Or San Diego say, hey, we're going to avoid arbitration. You're worth it. You know, we're not even going to drag it out negotiations over the year like with Manny Machado. We want mm-hmm. to end that cloud. And you got to think that this year, whether they win it or not, at least it's going to be a pleasant place to be a millionaire. Absolutely. And I think that it's really important to note. Number one, that yes, I always love and appreciate people bring up the bookie bets thing because that actually, I actually literally know some Red Sox fans that got tricked. And that's the way I've kind of viewed it is baseball, unlike say the NBA and maybe the NFL, there are sometimes owners that come in and they go way too aggressive, but those yeah. leagues are structured differently. And then sometimes it bites them in the butt. You know, Mark Cuban, when he first did the Mavericks, uh, Vivek Brandeve for the Kings, all sorts of teams, maybe the Phoenix Suns, we'll see. But like, yes, yeah, sometimes in those sports, you don't want to push all your chips. But in baseball, in baseball, which sees things like Corbin Burns happen, see things like Mookie Betts, where then they raise the ticket prices the next year, which is absolutely asinine, one of the more forgotten things about that trade. Like, yes, it's totally possible that in like three years, the Padres roster were like, what the heck happens here? Oh my gosh, it's it's Tatis versus the world, and everyone else is aged. It's totally possible, but in baseball, it's just so different because there are so many teams that have or at least tried to convince their fans that you just mentioned that the Brewers were like one game out of the wild card. They were in the NLCS or they were about to be in the NLCS, whatever it is. And that was actually when the infamous Trent Grisham error occurred, um, who's now on the Padres, which is kind of poetic, I guess. Um, that this is the only sport where teams get that far and then they continually reset. And instead of being like, this is the only sport. This is the only sport where the Tampa Bay Rays are in the World Series and are somehow not rumored for any top free agent the following offseason. That's weird. In the NBA, could you imagine if, like, there was the the Bucks? Like, that would basically, for NBA fans, that would basically be, like, the Bucks then tried to trade away Chris Middleton instead of what they ended up doing, which is going and getting a star point guard like Drew Holiday. I know you're not necessarily the biggest... NBA no, but no, thing, I, but... I do recognize some names. I'm not, yeah, you I'm not that oblivious to the that's, NBA. That's basically the equivalent. And that sport is like a harder salary cap and whatnot. Yeah. Well, baseball, it's just, I'm not saying that every team has to spend like the Padres to that level where you're going to be putting out such a salary. You're not like the Yankees or Steve Cohen Mets. 
But the idea that the Baltimore Orioles can sit there with a $25 million payroll and they go out and sign Adam Frazier, that's just not good for the sport, that there's not more competition for these guys. I refuse to accept that there's all these things. you got the Oakland A's that look like it looks like a little league ballpark sometimes the way that that place looks right and the owner is one of the richest in the entire sport so it's just an unfortunate kind of occurrence the most egregious one i think is cleveland who which Mm. is one of the worst payrolls in baseball they're a 90 win team they have the biggest world series drought and they have an they have an outstanding pitching staff i can't stress this enough if they move their payroll to the middle Mm. this would be a team that everyone would be saying is going to be a, a legit World Series contender. The people, there's always been carrying water for the owners, and the, and I think the press is a big part of it that tries to create an antagonistic relationship towards the players. I've just been reading yet another book about Kirk Flood in the early days of mm-hmm. of free agency. That the the it's always been those greedy players, greedy yeah. players, because you can quantify a player's worth based on their hits or their batting average yeah. or whatever it is, whatever stat you're using. But it's hard to quantify the people up in the, you know, up in the front office. And My so when they say, thing. oh, we're going to lose, they've been saying from the beginning, oh, we're going to lose so much money. We're going to go bankrupt. No, you made more money. You expanded. Yeah. And yet the narrative, always it's always easier to put the narrative of, oh, those greedy players. I would do it. I would give my right arm to be a baseball player and you're being paid for a children's game, blah, 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 blah. Not thinking about, wait a minute, this is a multi-billion dollar industry and they're saying we want to be paid as such. And, you know, people are going on saying like the Padres, what they're doing is irresponsible, what the Mets are doing is irresponsible. I think what the Cleveland Guardians are doing is that's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. What Baltimore is doing is irresponsible. And that is they're putting up they're not putting the best product on the field to to be a piece of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, when you saw like look at I wasn't the biggest fan of the new Avatar film or the you know <laughs> you know, Wakanda Forever and all these, you know, or Top Gun. <laughs> but if you saw like, oh, oh we're, we're we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna you know, spend as much money. We're going to have a little toy plane instead of doing <laughs> Top Gun, or it's just going to be a couple people wearing blue makeup swimming yeah, around yeah, in, in, yeah. A, in a pond instead of, you know, the, the big freaking, you know, whale jumping up in Avatar 2. Sorry, this is welcome to Locked On Avatar 2. <laughs> yeah, um, right? <laughs> but, you know, they spend the money. And you don't hear people saying, oh, God, I hope 20th Century Fox didn't lose all their money on that because, oh, they should have saved some money. They should have cut corners. <laughs> In fact, it gets the, it, a Navi above replacement. We got a much cheaper Navi ah, if, we just had a, good. if we just put a rubber mask over it. I just made that up. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's because let's get down to brass tack. Baseball is entertainment. That's yeah. what it is. And if you're a billionaire owning it and you have a chance to get some of the best players with you know, Milwaukee is creating an an aura of tension, and instead of delivering that World Series title, yes, and there's a lot, you know, yes, the Padres could blow up in their face if they win one World Series in this turn. Mm-hmm. Then what happens five, six, seven years down the line doesn't freaking matter. If you don't believe me, go to Philadelphia and ask them what they think about that 2018 with yeah. Howard and Utley. And um, Jimmy Rollins and Cole yeah. Hamels and Victorino. They, that's the team they've been waiting their whole lives to see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it cost Victorino. them a little bit in the end, yeah. but then they'll just just pop in the, the the 2008 DVD and relax. 
Yeah, relax, and then and then you get to be more interested in prospects without it feeling like you're just using that as an excuse. Right. Afterwards, then it's like, hey guys, are bad, but like we really literally have no talent. Cliff Lee's like 48 years old and can't pitch anymore. We need to like try and reset our farm system. Then it makes more sense. But these teams, like you said, super long drafts. San Francisco Giants, St. Louis Cardinals, at least those teams have shown that they've had success and have a couple titles to their name. But right. some of these Brewers, the last time they made the World Series, I'm pretty sure that 2001 A Space Odyssey hadn't come out yet. You know, like last time they were there, um, I'm pretty well, okay. sure Terminator well, 2 hadn't come out yet. In the last time the Brewers were in the World Series, okay. we, we did not confirm who Luke Skywalker's father was. <laughs> that's crazy. Was, See, that's the one. There you go. That's it was good. still up in the air. It was that's still, good. you got to hear both sides. <laughs> when the that's last time the time. Brewers were in the World Series, I could say the sentence, hey, do you see this new film? It's called E.T. Nah. I haven't seen it yet. My gosh. It's new. That's how, right? that's, think about that, guys. Think about that. Yeah. And this is the team that's convincing you that what, you can't do you it. Know, uh, uh, Charles and Diana were newlyweds. Wow. Okay. All right. Historian Sullivan, man. <laughs> He's killing it. <laughs> Thriller hadn't come out yet. Ooh. Oh, that's Michael's a good new, one. Michael's new album is interesting. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, <laughs> that's All right. good. That was let's, really let's, good. Let's go through it. That was really good. You know, Mash was still on. Mash. Mash, Mash. was good old still Mash. on. Good old Mash. Cheers was <laughs> new. Cheers was in its first season. No, not even right. Frazier yet. Yeah. And Crazy do you know what stuff. you couldn't and do you know what you couldn't buy then? You couldn't buy a single Built Bar. And guess what? Built Bars are the best tasting protein mm. bars out there. And look at we're all trying to be in better shape. We're trying to be healthier. But Built Bars are so delicious, you won't believe they're good for you. But they're fantastic. And one of the reasons why, Javi Reyes, is they're covered in 100% pure chocolate. Okay? 100% pure chocolate. And they've got great flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie. My favorite's the raspberry. I know uh, uh, Stacy Gatsuz loves the mint chocolate. What's your favorite? I like Cherry Barcia, personally. Oh, that's good. And that's I good. also really loved Apple Almond Crisp when they had it. I have been begging the homies at Built Bar anything. Bring them back. But, and what's fun also is that they bring back flavors a lot. Like all yeah. sorts of new ones every other like month and whatnot. So there's all, it's kind of like Ben & Jerry's where there's always a new flavor popping out. Built Bar's kind of got great. that vibe to them. Hey, um, t- but we're 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 a baseball podcast, so we love to talk stats. Tell us <laughs> some of the stats we have on oh, yeah. the built bar. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you already mentioned the hundred percent real chocolate, which is hundred percent awesome and real and cool. Uh, also, there are protein bars, so they're healthy for you. Only one hundred and thirty calories and four grams of sugar, and a whopping seventeen for Philip Rivers. Seventeen grams of protein. That's right. Oh yeah, and you can also pick them up at. Walmart now. You can pick them what? up at Sam's Wait, Club. I, I don't have to wait for them no. to come in the mail? You can just walk on over or drive on over to the store. I'm, I'm so in. I'm so in. <laughs> I'm so in. No, so, where? No, 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 it's probably an obscure place you can buy them. Or not, not any place I've ever heard of, right? No, it's Walmart, man. Walmart. Walmart's got you covered. You've heard of Walmart. Come on. Yeah, well, but you know what? Yeah, there's a Walmart, but you know what? It, it'd be better for me if it was at Sam's Club because that's closer to my mm. home. It's like, But it's too bad that I can't get them at Sam's Club. So. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny you bring up Sam's Club because Why? you can get them there too. I won't believe it. This is the you Oh, what? yeah. You know what? You're at school now. You're you have to stay after school for lying to the teacher. <laughs> they got 13 bar boxes. 
That's right. That's I have every Sam's Club every is, is packing. They're coming. Packing. They're, they got heat. You know, <laughs> they're ready to go with the Bilt Bars, man. All right. So where can people get their Bilt Bars? Remember, I you can you you still order them online and also Walmart or Sam's Club. All sorts of different flavors. I already mentioned the back rows. We've been talking about them on this show, on Lockdown MLB. Lockdown crossovers everywhere forever. And for good reason. We all love them very much. And we fairly routinely bring them up in our Lockdown chat. That's how good they are. So go check and them out. They're so guys. good that we all love their jingle. Built bars. They're still good. Okay. Um, last segment here because I guess I got a class to teach in a few minutes. Um, Javi, I, I brought this up with H Town of Lockdown Astros. I'm going to make you mad at me. Oh, uh, let's do this it. Is not, this is not my official. It's not official yet, but I'm leaning towards a Padres pennant this year. Ooh. Now, okay. I picked them to win the World Series a few years ago, and they missed the playoffs altogether. So, Padres <laughs> yeah, yeah. fans, Padres fans, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I remember that, too, yeah. Uh, I picked Joe Musgrove to throw that no-hitter. I didn't pick him to drop a kettlebell on his freaking foot. Yeah. Um, tell me, what are your, your thoughts on – obviously, I've cursed the team. Um, they'll probably miss the playoffs altogether now. Um, I do think it will be an Astros Padres World Series. So therefore, put go to FanDuel and put all your money on the Rays playing the Brewers. Mm-hmm. But um, what what do you th- what do you think about the being rooting for a team that has sky high expectations? I mean, in fairness, the National League is a lot more open. Uh, just because you know you never know about St. Louis if they sneak in there. I know right. they added Contreras this offseason. And the just, Braves are good. Braves are good. Really yeah, good Braves too. are just great. Mets are just great. Phillies mm-hmm. are just great. Although maybe not necessarily the same regular season great. But once they make the playoffs, it's not going to matter. They have the star yeah. power at top. So that's those are a bunch of dangerous teams. And you still have the Dodgers, even if they had a little bit of a yeah. a light offseason by their standards. Well, I agree. I just think the American League we keep seeing every year that no one's beating Houston. <laughs> like it's just not happening. The Yankees went in there. It got spanked, and they had like the best season that they'd had yeah. in a long time. No one can hit the Astros right now. Yeah. Um, maybe you get a little sneaky Blue Jays in there, but I just the Astros. The, old, the only way that, the only way someone's going to beat the Astros is if a team like Cleveland, who has very good pitching, yeah. just shuts them down. For mm-hmm. in the division series, no one's going to beat them in a best of seven series. Mm-hmm. But in a division series, you could see a team that are like, oh, they got hot, kind of yeah. like I don't know the Padres last year with Los Angeles. Yeah, they beat two one hundred win teams. We beat one of the teams so bad that their fan base started a, a pretty apocryphal, you know, kind of thing about Joe Musgrove cheating. That's that's how badly they beat it? the Mets down. It's because Musgrove played for the Astros. It just sort of yeah, I know, I know. It's a, so it rubs he, off on him. I like the idea that Joe Musgrove would criticize the Astros and then two days later tr- uh, cheat on a nationally televised uh, game yeah. against the biggest team in the sport, yeah. almost next to the Yankees, right? Like so, that that is adorable. I really find it uh, pretty great. But yeah, I mean, the problem is that the Braves and the Dodgers and all those teams and the Phillies and Mets really do scare me. Uh, and yeah. just based on law of averages, the Mets did not back down. I'm not buying into the whole, well, they didn't get better. They just retooled. No, so I think what? they got better. I think they got, I think you, absolutely. And then you could also argue they did get better. And if yeah. you don't want to argue that they got better and that they just remained the same, wow, a, what an awful thing to remain a 100 team, 100 yeah. win team. So yeah. we were, I mean, we just talked about all these other teams that go backwards. In baseball, it is a big deal to remain at kind of your mm-hmm. level of excellence. So those teams yeah. do scare me. And if, the problem is that big time thing. I know that this is the same thing we said with the Mets last year, but with the DeGrom and Scherzer, 
coming out, but now it's Scherzer and Justin Verlander. It's it's a little scary and Kode Senga. So yeah, the there's just not as many flaws in the Mets. The upside of the Padres lineup is I think higher, but the Mets it's still just really scary. And then yeah. Atlanta just Michael Harris is good now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Spencer yeah, I mean, Strider. They just pull these guys out. They develop them, and they pay them uh, immediately. That's oh yeah, the, they're, that's they're, the brave they're, strategy. The yeah, brave the brave strategy. strategy is, yeah, yeah, they get them. They 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 don't worry about arbitration. They just buy out their arbitration years. They just buy out their arbitration years, and I think they've created a culture where it's like, you know, is this probably less than what you could make in an ideal scenario, like your, right. you know, like your Ozzy Albies, um, what's his face, Matt Olson, guys like that. But they're also like, hey, how about we just never go through arbitration, though? And players yeah. are like, great! Sounds awesome! Yeah. I really hate arbitration! That's what I yeah. think the Braves have shown. Um, but in the end, man, I, I mean, it's kind of just... I really think it's a, kind of a toss-up right now. Just yeah. like, who gets high at the right moment? It would be really hilarious if this is the year that the Dodgers finally don't explode in the playoffs. It honestly would make sense poetically. Uh, so, just from that perspective, but man... Well, uh, I had I, I had Jeff it. Snyder of Locked On Dodgers on, and I said they got <laughs> I said that you have to find your 2006 Cardinals because the 2006 Cardinals were by far the worst of any of the playoff teams that mm-hmm. Tony Larusa put on. So naturally, they won the World Series. So mm-hmm. I said that you need you have all these hundred win teams that fell short. So you got to have that 84 win team that goes on and wins it all. And sorry that team eliminated the Padres. What are you going to do? But hey, look at uh, class is starting. Okay, we got to get with the new class is starting up and Javi Reyes has taken us to school. Javi, where can people listen to your wonderful show? You can find it Locked On Padres on YouTube, uh, wherever your podcast you get them from. Just type in Locked On Padres. Type in even Padres. It'll probably come up at some point. You can find me on Twitter at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you don't like my comic book and silly tweets, though, always only exclusively Padres stuff at L-O underscore Padres. And um, what about what about that's your obviously that and locked on MLB show your first listen, but what about locked on fantasy baseball? You know anything about that? Oh man, you got to check that out, man. Everyone, look, I'm getting the fantasy fever already. I'm looking right. at projections just to see. Oh yeah, who's number one overall? It's Otani. But you get my point. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun. So go check out those guys. They're putting out really great content and giving you tips to win your league. Locked on fantasy baseball is back. Here at Lockdown, so go check that out. And so and you can check us out at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Almost perfectly filling in my free period and giving us a day of Padres talk. This has been Lockdown MLB, Lockdown Padres crossover. He's Javi Reyes. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, please, if you're not my student, so.